Good morning and welcome to the River of Life Sunday Morning Podcast. If you're local to Wakulla County, we'd love to see you and worship with you in person. Our Sunday morning services begin at 9 and 11 o'clock. May God bless you and we hope you enjoy the sermon. Today I want to start with the same scripture I used two weeks ago. Here it is, Deuteronomy 32.7. I love this verse. It says, remember the days of old, consider the years of many generations. Ask your father, and he will show you. Your elders, and they will tell you. Two weeks ago when I preached that message, I preached on remembering. And then last week, Pastor Chuck Coburn preached on a story to tell, uh, telling your story. And I want you to know this morning that I've been doing a lot of remembering, a lot of reflecting over these last couple of weeks. And River of Life, this church, we have a story to tell. And it's a a pretty special story. And I tell you, it's not over yet. In fact, if we could draw a line, a dividing line, right through the middle of this story, and we will. If we could do that today then I'm convinced with all my heart that the second part of this story will be greater than the first part of this story. I know that the same Lord and God who moved upon our hearts and brought us to the center of the county was getting us ready for something, for some things, for some glorious things that we have not yet seen. And I am excited about that. Now, the first part of our story has been pretty awesome but I believe it's going to get better. Let me just go back at least to my beginning of the story. 34 years ago, I was pastoring a church over in Alabama, and we were doing well, and things were good. And then I received a call to come back to my home county. And I I was shocked and and frightened and and unsure about it. I'd always heard that scripture, a prophet is not without honor, say, within his own country. And I was thinking, uh, man, if I go back home, all those folks who knew me growing up uh, will stay as far away from me as they possibly can. But, uh, but the Lord led me to come home. And I want to tell you, that is a very special thing for a pastor, to be able to come home. And uh, what it meant for me and for my wife is this. Our children, who were young at the time, our children would get to ride their bikes on the same streets we rode our bikes on. That our children would swim in the same river we swam in. That our children would graduate from the same high school that their mother and I graduated from. That they would grow up around friends and relatives uh, and that Wakulla County would become their home as it was our home. And, And so it was a special thing that the Lord did for us, God, let us come back home. Now that in itself was exciting, but I had no idea what God was up to and how good it would be and how glorious it would be. I've said many times, every pastor should have the privilege to pastor this church because of how good you've been to me, about how much you've supported me, uh, about the encouragement, the love, the camaraderie. It's been an awesome thing. And I tell you, it's been a little over 33 years ago 
But I became the pastor of this church, and I've seen God do some amazing things. First of all, and I'm just going to hit some high points today as we remember the past and look forward to the future. We've seen God in this church as creator. We've seen our God creating something new. Now, we all know, biblically speaking, that God created the heavens and the earth. But I'm here to tell you, God did not stop his creating process then. He's still creating things today. And for those who will put their faith and trust in him and dare to walk with him, God is still creating some amazing things. And we've seen God as creator God. For one thing, God created a brand new church. A new church with a new name, River of Life. And it would also have a new look. It wouldn't look like the other churches in the county with steeples and stained glass windows uh, and chandeliers. And, and it, would, it would actually be something that people would joke about. Our church has been called the Tent Church, the Mosque Church, the Hershey's Kiss Church, the Mushroom Church. The Circus Tent Church, the Onion Church, <laughs> I don't know how this one came, the Redneck Taj Mahal Church. <laughs> and more, some I can't even share from the pulpit. But call it what you want to. God was creating something big. God was creating something special. Now, there are those who have accused me and the other leaders of this church of planning all of this. But let me assure you, we did not. We were just following along. God was the one doing the planning and orchestrating. But God was up to something special. Uh, I wish I had all the numbers I could share with you today, but I don't. But if we were to go back to 2007, that's 13 years ago. Since 2007, we have baptized 982 people here in this church. And I got to tell you, nothing else I say for the remainder of this message will even compare to that. Call us any kind of name you want to call us. Make fun of us. But we dared to trust God. And as a result of that, God has used this church and used this fellowship to win souls, to lead people to faith in Christ and to baptize 982 people. I tell you, that, that is awesome. And earlier this year, listen to this. We've seen amazing growth all along the way. Earlier this year, before the pandemic hit, we went nine straight Sundays with an attendance over 500. And on one of those Sundays, we hit 600. Now, I, I just got to tell you, in a little small county like Wakala County, um, th that is just over the top. That is amazing. You see, River of Life has had from the beginning... The creative touch of God upon it. 
in spite of our weaknesses, in spite of our flaws, in spite of our mistakes, and trust me, we have them. Uh, We're not a perfect church. We've made a lot of mistakes. But I tell you, I've always loved that statement. You've heard me say it many times, that God can strike a mighty lick with a crooked stick. That you don't have to be perfect for God to use you and glorify himself through you. But what you do have to do is believe that he is perfect and he blesses those who seek to obey him. And that's what we've done in this church. I love, I love the fact that God has moved in our midst. And we've seen. You see, sometimes I think you give me and our board more credit than we deserve. <laughs> We've been along for the ride just like you, seeing what God would do. We have seen him and we have known him as our creator God. But we have also seen God as our healer in the days past. And I got to tell you, so many miracles, so, so, so many healings that I, I didn't even know where to start. I wanted to pull a few out that were special to me. And I'm sure that if we just shut down right here and gave everybody here today an opportunity to share your miracle, what you've seen, we'd be here all day long. And maybe one day in the future we'll actually do that. But here's one that blesses my heart. In 2014, a faithful man in this church was diagnosed with stage 4 throat cancer with a 20% chance of making it for one year. I remember visiting him in the hospital. I remember seeing him. I remember seeing his neck so swelled out here. It was just unbelievable. He got out of the hospital. He came. We anointed him with oil. We prayed over him. Don't you love being in a church that believes what God's Word says? And if it says, is there any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over that person, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. We just happen to believe what God's word says. And we laid our hands on him. We anointed him with oil. We prayed in faith. And God touched this man. Cancer free and thriving today. Those are his words. I talked to him yesterday. Cancer free and thriving. And not only that, but now this man has a worldwide Bible ministry. You see, God didn't just heal him physically. God planted something inside of him that would drive him to serve the Lord his God for the rest of his life. Paul Beeman, we love you, brother. We love you. And I can't talk about miracles without mentioning this one. And that is a mom and a dad got news from the doctors that the baby was not well. And she was, I don't know how many months along in her pregnancy, but that the baby was not well. It was one of the worst reports that a mom and dad could hear. They called me. I called you. We started praying. We anointed with oil. We anointed her with oil, and then we anointed the baby with oil. We anointed her stomach. And we believed in God. We put our faith in God. 
And even though the doctors had given a bad report, God gave a good report. And this month, that baby will turn 17 years old. And she is absolutely perfect. If you don't believe that, ask Grandpa. Molly, we love you, baby. And you are a miracle. I walked into the neonatal intensive care unit in Tallahassee. And there sat a man that I'd had the privilege of leading to Christ. Seeing him born again, seeing him go all out for Jesus, holding nothing back. And his little son was there in one of those things that they put them in with all the tubes and everything. He had his Bible open. He was reading the Word of God over his son who was just hanging on to life. And I saw him praying and calling out to God. I remember walking out of that NICU unit, and when I opened that door... I saw one of the most beautiful sights I've ever seen. Some of you were there. Members of River of Life had lined the hallway. Some were kneeling, some were sitting down, some were praying. But they were praying that our God, our great God, would do a great miracle. And I want you to know that God healed that baby, answered our prayers. And Daniel Perez... Every time I look at you, I remember that moment. I've said it a hundred times when I've laid eyes on you people. There goes a walking, talking miracle. God heal. A woman in this church called me. She was frantic. She was crying. She was screaming. She was on her way to Shan's hospital. She had taken her grandbaby to Tallahassee. They did a quick x-ray. They said the baby has a mass in the chest. And it's uh, above what we can handle. Uh, you need to take this baby to Shan's immediately. We'll call ahead and tell them you're coming. They jump in the car and they head to Shan's. She calls me. And I, she said, will you pray? I said, of course I will. Will you get the church to pray? Of course I will. And I prayed with her. And then I said to her, I said, ma'am, I want you to understand something more than once. And this was the truth. I said, more than once, God has healed a member of this church between Tallahassee and Shands. And don't be surprised if when you get there. God has already touched this baby. About three hours later, she called me. She said, Pastor, you're not going to believe this. Now, folks, I got to tell you, when somebody calls me and says, Pastor, you're not going to believe this, I just start smiling before they say another word. First of all, because I will believe it. And secondly, because I already know it's going to be good news that God has done something that's almost hard to believe unless you believe. <laughs> She said they got to Shan. She said they x-rayed the child when they got there. And they said, we can't find anything. And, and, and she said, well, what should we do? Now, these were her words to me. What should we do? She asked the doctors. And they said, take the baby home. 
She said, we're on our way home. Now, friends, let me just quickly tell you that not everyone we pray for is healed, but some are. Dallas Gray was the first one to introduce me to this poem, but I'll read it to you. It says, I've dreamed many dreams that never came true. I've seen them vanish at dawn, but I've realized enough of my dreams. Thank the Lord to make me want to dream on. I've prayed many prayers when no answers came, though I've waited patient and long. But answers have come to enough of my prayers to make me keep praying on. I've trusted many a friend that failed and left me to weep alone. But I've found enough of my friends that are really true that I that that will make me keep trusting on. I've sown many seeds that have fallen by the way for the birds to feed upon, but I've held enough golden sheaves in my hand to make me keep sowing on. I've drunk from the cup of disappointment and pain. I've gone many days without song, but I've sipped enough nectar from the roses of life to make me keep living on. Oh, friends, I want to tell you, not everybody we've prayed for has been healed in this church, but we've seen enough people heal that we keep praying for healing in this church. And I do want to remind you of this. God's healing plan doesn't always look like our healing plan. And sometimes we anoint people with oil and we pray over them and God gives them a perfect healing by taking them home to glory to be with him. Well, we've also seen God as a restorer. Many relationships have been restored in this church. For one man in this church, he and his brother had not spoken in 25 years. He said he couldn't even remember why they fell out. It just so happened on one Wednesday, I spoke with him yesterday, and he refreshed my memory. On one Wednesday, I attended two prayer services here at River of Life. Don't you love a church that have two prayer services in the same day? I mean, that, he came to a Wednesday morning prayer service, and then after that, he came to the Sunday evening prayer service, and he said, through that process... That one scripture caught his attention, Matthew 6, 15. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive you your trespasses. And Brother Darrell Blackwell went home that Wednesday evening, picked up the phone, called his brother. And they hadn't spoken in 25 years. His brother said, who is this? He said, I'm your brother. And he said, I've called to ask you to forgive me. He said, I don't even remember what we fell out about, but whatever it was, please forgive me. It wasn't too long that brother came to Florida to spend a week. Came to this church with Brother Blackwell. We got to meet him and visit with him. And then earlier this year, his brother passed away. Brother Darrell Blackwell said, I'm so thankful for what God did in restoring us. Do you understand that our God is a creating God? Our God is a healing God. Our God is a restoring God. Uh, our God restores relationships. Uh, one of my all-time favorite stories, and I'll, I'll just hit it quickly, but I led one man to the Lord, and, and he got gloriously saved, and not long after that, he came and got me, and he said, I want you to go make a visit with me. We pulled up to a house. We go knock on the door, and while we're knocking on the door, I said, do you know these people? He said, yes, my ex-wife lives here. 
I said, is this going to be good? He said, you don't have to say anything. I'll take care of it. She had already remarried. He had remarried. But when he got saved, God started stirring his heart about the sins of his past. And sometimes you have to say, I'm sorry, not just to God, but to others before you can move on. He went in and sat down on the sofa and she and her husband came in and he looked at her and with tears in his eyes, he said, please forgive me. I did you wrong. I I was ungodly. And I know we can't go back and undo the past, but please forgive me. And she looked at him and she said, I forgive you. And he said, now one more request I have. Will you please come to church with me? I'll never forget, some of you remember as well as I do, I looked out the next Sunday morning as I stood in the pulpit and I looked out and there he was, Ronnie Serber, his wife, his ex-wife and her husband all sitting together. Only God can do stuff like this, folks. Only God can do stuff like this. He is a restorer. He restores relationships. Restoration flows through us like a river when we get right with God. It does. I I can't, I, I, I can't move on without sharing this part of restoration. Brother Ralph Oliver sits way back in the back, but I can hear his amens. We love you, brother. You're an awesome man of God. Thank you. Thank you, brother. My daughter and son-in-law asked Brother Ralph to pray over them about restoring a relationship. Not theirs, but the relationship between their adopted son and his biological family. He wanted to know who they were. They'd tried for a long time. Couldn't make any connections. Brother Ralph prayed over Carolyn and Lee. And it just so happened, right after he prayed for them, that a woman in Columbia broke her cell phone. And she had to get a new cell phone. Just happened. By the way, friends, sometimes things don't just happen. It just happened. She broke her cell phone. She had to get a new cell phone. She was downloading her apps when she noticed a message on her phone that was 13 months, sent 13 months earlier. She responded to that message. And within two weeks after Brother Ralph Oliver prayed over them, my grandson, Zeb Lewis, was communicating with his biological mother. And now he's been to Spain a couple times to visit with her. And let me tell you something real neat about this story. Real neat. And that is that uh, Lee and Carolyn and the family have been praying for his biological family, that God would bless them. They had all converted to Christianity, and they were praying for Zeb, wherever he was, they were praying God has a way of restoring things. I'm just trying to tell you that our God is a restoring God. We've also known our God as a provider. He's a God of provision. In a play-now-pay-later world, many in this church have returned to the financial principles taught in the Bible. 
Families in this church, you want to praise testimony? Families in this church have paid off over $3 million in personal debt. Under the leadership of Blackie and Michelle Blackwell and Bill and Sarah Starling, leading in Financial Peace University, some amazing things have happened. Right here. We have families now that are debt-free in this church. We have more families that are getting out from under the bondage of debt because they're returning to the principles of God's Word. Not living on a credit principle, but living on a faith principle and a biblical principle. God is a provider. Uh, By the way... uh, uh, if you have great needs in your life, I don't, it doesn't have to be financial. God is a provider. And I'll tell you, he'll, he'll meet you if you'll head in his direction. So he provides for those who dare to do it his way. By the way, look around you. We have here at this church, we have 16 acres of land, a total of 33,000 square feet of ministry space that's heated and cooled. Someone estimated that if we started from scratch, uh, bought the property, and build all the buildings we have on the property right now, it would cost about $5 million. And yet here we are, debt-free. I, I can't put a calculator to that and make it make sense. But I'm telling you, our provider God has blessed this church. And here's what we've learned in this church. The old saying is true. Man's extremity is God's opportunity. And when you come to the end of yourself and start trusting God, you will always find him as provider God. I like to say it this way. In my, By the way, if we're the redneck Taj Mahal, I can talk like a redneck up here, can't I? I like to say it this way. God ain't broke. He's not even on hard times. And he can still meet all of our need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That's what the Bible says. Well, well, friends, the path down memory lane is long and beautiful and full of wonderful stories and wonderful people. And uh, I, I, I have to condense most of this. Let me just say some of these wonderful people who have helped us build this ministry have gone on home to be with the Lord. And I don't ever want to forget them. People like Perry Kennedy, John Brown, Sonny and Mae Roberts, Al and Carol Bumgardner, Cheryl Dunlap, Mendel Maxwell. And and some, not just to the church, but to me, some dear people personal friends who supported me and encouraged me every step of the way. I.O. Langston, John Abbott, Tom Maxwell, who never did anything but encourage me. Please, please, don't forget the people who have encouraged you along the way. And then, man, I, I... I I am so excited about what I'm about to tell you. We've had some who have journeyed with us for a season and then gone out to serve the Lord elsewhere. Tim Carey, Reed Uberman, Adam Hill, Ryan Floyd, Craig Steinle, Keith Collins, Robert Golden, 
Glenn Hamill, and others. I know I will always leave someone out, so please forgive me. But we've had the opportunity to minister to some who have gone out from us to minister to many. And then if that's not wonderful enough, some of those who leave us come back. Like our dear brother Chuck Coburn and his family. I tell you. We love you, brother. And I believe, I tell you, after last Sunday, I believe God has built a fire under this young man. And so, hey, at my age, everybody's young. So I know, I mean, he's past middle age. But anyway, um, man, that was so awesome. Praise the Lord. I can't get it out of my mind. I'm looking for opportunities to tell my story. The Lord brought Pastor Chuck Coburn back. And now the Lord has brought Pastor Rocky Russell and his family back to us. Amen. Amen. Uh, This church, River of Life, was built on living stones. Without some of the men and women I've mentioned, and, and very important, If you want to know why I didn't call your name out, it's because you're still alive. (laughs) Without some of those I've mentioned and without you that are seated here today and without many of you who are watching from home, without you, without your prayers, without your support, without you getting behind this ministry and believing in this thing that God is doing here, we wouldn't have a river of life. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you. There would be no river of life. Listen, not all foundations are concrete and steel. Many times the foundations we lay are spiritual led of the Lord. So today we're about to lay another foundation. One that we will one day look back on and rejoice. I want to introduce you this morning to our new lead pastor, Pastor Rocky Russell and his family. From this day forward, stand up. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. This is Rocky and Cindy and Anna Marie and Jake on the end and Jake's sweetheart, which I can't remember her name, but she's beautiful. And here she is right here. Uh, And by the way, their oldest son, Will, is not here, but we will get to see him in the future. I always called him Wilbro when he was a little boy. And so uh, we we love this this family. From this day forward, he will be serving as our lead pastor. Now, before you start rejoicing too much, I just want you to know I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) Uh, My daughter uh, said, Dad, I hope they don't clap when you say you're not the pastor anymore. And so, uh, uh, and I'm glad you clapped for me not going anywhere. Uh, I can tell you how pleased, I can't tell you how pleased I am and how proud I am that Rocky Russell accepted my invitation 
and the invitation of our church board and church staff to come and be our pastor here at River of Life. I am so thankful for that. Uh, I've known this young man for many, many years. We have fellowship. through. The, there's never been a time when we didn't fellowship and talk and build sermons together over the phone. And, and, uh, and I just, I, I'm so excited about where we are. Let me just share with you. We were the first church that Rocky served on staff with. After serving the Lord in Christian radio, he joined our staff and served as our youth pastor for almost six years. As you could see on the video, he was part of the dedication of the very foundation of this building we're in right now. And by the way, is it any wonder after seeing that, that the spirit moves so mightily in this house? Because we dedicated this place to the Lord. On March 21st, 2004, he was ordained to the ministry, to the gospel ministry in this very church. Do we have a picture we can pull up? That took place right down here. We, uh, we laid hands on him. We anointed him. Uh, uh, we ordained him, as the Bible says, to the gospel ministry. Rocky has served other churches and has actually done something that very few pastors have done. He established a church from scratch that uh, grew and is thriving today. And, and that's a, a, a great experience opportunity. And I praise the Lord for that. We believe, I believe, the church uh, board believes. We started working on this over 18 months ago, a succession plan. And we believe that he is God's man to lead this church to write an even greater story in the future. Rocky and Cindy and their sons, Will and Jake, and their daughter, Anna Marie, have always been a part of our family since the day we met them here at River of Life. And now, kind of, not exactly the same way, but kind of, God is allowing him to come back home and to serve here. I love this young man, and I'm so excited about what God's going to do with him and through him. Now, one last thing. Uh, I will continue to serve on staff here at River of Life until January of next year. Uh, I will be here supporting and encouraging uh, our new pastor, my pastor. I love the way that, hey, my pastor. I love that. That just has such a sweet sound to it. Uh, but I'll be here encouraging him. I will officially be retired from the staff leadership position uh, in January uh, of next year. But I'm still not going anywhere. I'll be teaching classes. Uh, I'll be supporting this ministry. I'll be tithing. Tithing. That's what you do when you support a ministry. You tithe. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Now that I'm not the senior pastor, I can really hit that hard now. Uh, and, uh, and, and I'll be preaching from time to time, hint, hint, when my pastor asked me to preach. And uh, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> 